0: Watch that video probably six times this week. And it breaks me every time. Thank you, John and Heather, for being willing to share your story. And that is really what it's all about. I hope that what you hear is you hear um, the transformation <laughs> That's happening in the life of a person. I love what John said. He said, God is using me to get to the next me. He said, I don't feel obligated to give. He said, I feel compelled to give. Heather said, I've never felt a sense of family like I have here. And she also said, Lord, please let me be the one to give. And I just love those thoughts as we process that this morning. We're going to be looking at Luke chapter 5, verses uh, um, 17 through 26. For those of you uh, who this is your first time, um, welcome here. I cry every Sunday. Um. have snot on my face or tissue on my face just ignore it um we are in a defining moment series um, as you can tell um and daryl's sitting on the floor um as you can tell we're running out of space we're going to three services uh in after the first of the year and um we have begun the journey of um moving toward what it looks like to expand the facility with our defining moments we've obviously done a lot of pre-work um if you haven't and you're looking for a church home um you stepped into a really interesting uh place at this time Um, we hope that if you decide to stay that um you'll just continue to um, ask god how you might be able to to get involved um And discern what the Holy Spirit may be saying to you. And I say this quite frequently if the Lord's telling you to leave, then leave. Um, But we started a few weeks ago. If you don't have one of these, uh, make sure that you get one. If you brought yours with you today and turn to page 33, and that's where we'll be looking at. Um, there are a couple of things just as a the part of the vision um, refresh that I like to give each week. And there's a couple of things. One, there's a website that's for this. There's a booklet that I just showed you. There's a commitment card that we're going to be asking you to turn in in um, a couple of weeks. If um, As to what God is telling you to do, we're asking you to pray and ask God to... Um, Tell he, to, for him to tell you what it is that he wants you to do as far as giving to this project. We know that it can't happen without um, the participation of the body. And what, one of the things that I was really drawn to this morning, I'll probably talk about this in a little bit later, was there was two words that God gave me this morning is bold prayers. And so what I'm asking you over the course of the next two weeks is to pray some pretty bold prayers. What I love about John and Heather's story, and they didn't say this in the video because it, John just told me a couple of weeks ago, was they told me a divine Moment story where they started talking and they were like, hey, I'm going to pray and ask the Lord what he wants me to give and I want you to pray and ask the Lord what he wants you to give. And then let's, after we've spent some time praying, let's come back together and let's talk about that. And they, they did that um, for a few days and they came back together and um, it's really interesting how God gave them exactly the same number without talking about it. Um, and so I'm asking you to pray a bold prayer, um, much, uh, much like that. Um, I'm asking you to give sacrificially. I'm just, if I'm just gonna be honest this morning. Um, uh, December 10th I hope you guys will mark that down We're using that as a first fruits offering um, On December the 10th So what we're going to ask you to do Is we're going to ask you to bring an offering that morning um, As a your first fruits Of um, the, the Bible's pretty clear On giving first fruits right um, And so we want to have a first fruits Offering that Sunday um, We have a, a huge expectation Of what that day is going to look like I'm not sure I'm ready to share that number with you just yet because I want you to pray about it um, if you have a defining moment story, we'd love for you to share that with us. And then also, if you're looking for financial resources, um, uh, we have a, a, a couple that's prepared to teach, uh, Financial Peace University, and then also the Treasure Principle. I talked a little bit about that last week, um, and we have some copies out there if, you wanna, um, if you'd want to, if you like to take some time and just read through that. Over the course of these last few weeks, just kind of a recap of the last few weeks. In week number one, we talked about Joshua. And Joshua leading the people, uh, uh, the Israelites, through the Jordan River. Um, he asked them to consecrate yourselves. And that's where we kind of started with all this. Hey, let's put our focus on God and say, God, what do you want to do through this? Because what I believe is that God's going to do a, a visible miracle Amen. in front of our eyes over the course of this process, which he already has. Um, um, also we talked about David and Goliath, that we're going to believe God for the impossible, that we're trusting God for the impossible. Cause I believe that's not only like financially, but it's spiritually, it's mentally, it's relationally. It's all those things that I believe that God's wanting to do in the mix. This is not about a building. This is about, this is about the mission that God's called us to. It's about the mission. And then last week we talked about the widow's might that she gave everything. And what does it look like for us to cultivate a heart of generosity, um, But this morning we're going to look at sacrificing for others out of Luke chapter five, where um, these friends carry their man, uh, carry their man, carry this man, (laughs) carry this friend uh, to Jesus. And I want to start by asking this: What are you willing? What are you willing to do? How far are you willing to go? What are you willing to sacrifice? And I'm not talking necessarily about this right here, but just in life in general. The, the Bible's pretty clear that, um, uh, uh, that if somebody comes and asks us for our shirt, we're supposed to actually give, give them our shirt and give them our jacket as well. That if somebody comes to you and says, hey, will you go a mile? Well, you're actually supposed to go a second mile. That we're actually supposed to be willing to sacrifice. And what we have to understand that as believers, we have to understand that what God calls us to so often involves sacrifice, if not every single time, right? And, and what I love about what we tried to craft into this morning is that what puts the focus for us when it comes to sacrifice is what Jesus actually did on the cross, Right? Because when we're asked to sacrifice, if, if, we're, if we are followers of Jesus, if we fully understand what Jesus did for us, we're like, man, our sacrifice doesn't compare to this right here. Right? Jesus, Jesus asked us, if we're going to follow him, he says, unless you, unless you, if you're going to follow me, you must be willing to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus. And, I, and, and, and if I'm being really honest, I believe in the modern day church, we haven't made, we've made it easier to follow Jesus than actually the Bible teaches. Because Jesus said, deny yourself. But to be honest with you, we, as, as, even in the Christian church, but especially as a culture, we like to live in a place of comfort and convenience. We like Amazon because we can get it in two days. Some of us get mad when it shows up and it's wrong. Because we like that. We like, oh, we like that we can call and get our groceries from Walmart. You don't even have to go get them. You can have them delivered. Pay $49, hey, they're having a special $49 you can have your groceries delivered, right? You don't even have to get up and go anywhere. I mean, probably if you wanted to live home the rest of your life, you could probably have everything delivered to you, right? Even if you want a mail-in bride, if you're not married, you know, you could probably find a bride. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. I haven't checked that out. I'm happily married, all right? very happily married. <laughs> but what are we willing to do? How far are we willing to go? What are we willing to sacrifice? Because the culture doesn't teach that. The, tol- the culture teaches convenience that you deserve you deserve this and you deserve that. And, and Jesus actually says, well, if you're going to follow me, you actually got to be willing to give up everything. Yeah, you got to be willing to give up everything. So, let's look at Luke chapter five for just a moment. We're going to Uh, Look at this story where Jesus heals this man. Verse 17 says, One day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every, every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. Jesus knew what they were thinking. I love that. Just so you, just so you know, Jesus already knows what you're thinking. That's right. Jesus, thinking and ask why why are you why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or say, get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up and take your mat and go home. Immediately, he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on and went home praising God. Amen. I love these three words. And everyone was amazed. Amen. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. So, so I want to I put ourselves... I want to put ourselves in, in that position. Like, I love to take Scripture and kind of put, put as much of a visual to it as we, as we possibly can. So, I want to do something. Um, come here, Josh. Hey, uh, John, come here. I need your help, dude. Are you his friend? Yeah. You like this dude? Yeah. You do? Okay, I want you to help him. Come here. Come here, John. Yeah, okay. Come on. You grab a leg. You get a leg. You get a leg. Here. You want an arm? I'll get a leg. All right, here we go. Okay, come on. Here we go. Let's go. We got, we got to go over here. We got to get through the roof. Okay. We got to get up on the roof. Come on. Here we go. You guys good? Here we go. All right. Josh, you good? Okay. You're paralyzed. Okay, bro. And so, so can you picture with it? Hold on. Don't put him down yet. Um, Can you imagine like if, if this was us and like Josh couldn't move and like he had a mat and, and all of a sudden we get to the place where the place is full and, and we can't get in. We can't get in. And, and these guys could have easily said, well, we can't get in. They could have dropped him right there. Well, we'll wait for Jesus. <laughs> we got you, man. We got... <laughs> they could have said, hey, man, we'll wait here until Jesus gets out, until he comes out because it's too crowded in there. No, man, they figured out, hey, guys, let's let's go up on the roof. That'd be an awesome idea, right? So, we get up on the roof, and they start, you know, they start to pick through the roof, and then all of a sudden—I mean, it just so happens that they had rope with them. Where'd the rope come from? They right, They brought it. You think they already knew, but they, they didn't know that the house was going to be crowded. Now, there was something about that, is that they knew if they just got them to Jesus that he would do something. If they just got him to Jesus, if they could just get him to Jesus, they got to the house, they couldn't do that, they couldn't get in, so they climbed up on the roof, they opened up the thatch roof, and they lowered him down right in front of Jesus. Can you imagine being in the crowd, and then all of a sudden, you see something coming right down in the middle? I think we'd all be freaking out. But can you imagine that for just a moment? See, I wanted to give us a visual for just a moment. Awesome. Thanks, guys. You can can carry him back if you want. So, I want to, I want to give, because I want to leave some time at the end. I, want, I wanted to give you a visual of that. Because I think sometimes we read the story, but we don't realize that there were so many details that went into those stories. That's right. And there's, uh, there's actually a pretty interesting twist, that I don't know if you heard it or listened to it in the passage that I just want us to understand in just a moment. But I will give you a couple of things just to, to focus on for just a moment. The first thing is this, we have a responsibility to bring people to Jesus. Okay, if you're a follower of Jesus this morning, right? Like I said, Jesus, when he got his disciples together, one of the things he said, that if you're going to be my follower, then you must deny yourself, you must come and follow me. And that's essentially what these guys were doing. They, I don't I don't know if they were really good friends. It says that, the, that they were friends. And so they knew that, man, hey, my friend is sitting on a mat. He's been paralyzed all his life. If we can just get him up and if we can just get him to Jesus, oh no, well, the house is full. There's too much going on. Let's take him back and we'll worry about that later. No, nah, they were like, hey, let's, let's inconvenience ourselves. Let's not do what's comfortable. Let's get up and let's tear open the roof of somebody else's house. Right? I mean, those are things that we don't necessarily think about. I mean, obviously, I think after they did that, they probably, hey, guys, let's fix this guy's roof. We just tore it open. Right? Right? Let's, let's fix this roof. But we have this responsibility that we've been given to bring people to Jesus. And what is defining moments all about? It's about bringing people to Jesus, it's about exposing them to Jesus and who He is. But a lot of that is determined by how we live. Because the majority of people, listen to me, the majority of people are not just going to wake up on a Sunday morning, and they're not just going to drive down Lanville Road and all of a sudden say, oh, I think I should go in there. They're not thinking about going to church. They're not thinking about Jesus. They're thinking about, well, this sucks because tomorrow I got to go back to work. And, and, and they don't like their job, and they don't like their family, and they don't like the person they're living with, and they're not making enough money, and, and all these things are going on in their head. And one of the last things they're thinking about and they're not thinking about is, hey, I need to get to Jesus. And so, what Jesus does is he takes a whole group of people who know Jesus and have a personal relationship with Jesus, because when Jesus changes us, then he uses us to impact other people. And so, when he's done that, there was something about those friends who said, hey, man, this guy, he's paralyzed. He may be like this the rest of his life, but if we can get him to Jesus, if we can just get him to Jesus, because they believed, they had heard what Jesus was doing, and there was something that they believed. If we can just get him to Jesus, Jesus will do something for him. But it's interesting. The scripture says in uh, in verse 20, it says, when Jesus saw their faith, don't miss that part. Don't miss that part, right? It says that when Jesus saw their faith, he responded to them. He responded to them. What the men believed about Jesus it mattered. There's something there is I read this. There's something lacking in faith if it can never be seen. There's something lacking in faith if it can never be seen. We need to have faith for more than just our own needs. We have to we have to come to this place where we truly care about neighbor. I mean, we, we talked about it a few weeks ago as part of the one of the foundational core values of ours is learning to love our neighbor. And sometimes that neighbor is your enemy because they don't like you. It's your boss, it's your own family. But we have to have this place where our faith is more than just our own needs, that we're taking the very things that God has given us to us, right? Our time, our treasure, our talents, and we're saying, God, how do you want to use them? Not for my convenience and not for my comfort and not for what benefits me, but what am I willing to do to help someone else? and that leads me to the second part our love for other people will always involve sacrifice because it's not about convenience it's not about comfort but here here listen listen there will always be obstacles to obedience there will always be, because the enemy, the enemy doesn't want you to do, like some of you, you're like, oh man, Pastor Chris, we've been in this four weeks, and you're already making, listen, I'm just trying to be honest with you, you may already be making excuses as to why you can't do something with defining moments. You already make excuses, well, I can't do that, and I can't do this, and well, I don't have the time, and well, I don't have the money, and well, I don't have, well, I, God's, I don't have any talent. And so, you're using excuses as to why you can't do something. That's right. Now, what would have happened if those guys were being like, oh, well, the house is full. Oh, well, we can't get him in. Oh, let's just take him back and leave him alone. Yeah. And so, we start to make, let's be honest, there are many times when God asks us to do something that we make excuses as to why we can't do it. Amen. We're, we don't have the time we don't have the energy. We don't have whatever, whatever excuse that you want to make up. You see, because here is what's going to happen. Listen, <laughs> uh, we uh, we ha- had a couple people before we started this process. Uh, we did some like asked some people some, hey man, is this is this the best time to kind of do go into this and. You know, raising this money—is this the best time? And they're like, "Nah, this is really not a good time. Really not a good time." And and even to the point of one of the guys telling me, like, Pastor Chris, this is the amount of money that you hope to raise. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's the amount of money that we hope to raise." And he's like, "I just I don't know. I don't I don't think that that's that's realistic." <laughs> And, and, and he said, hey, man, I just need you to take a few moments, and I just really need you to pray and ask the Lord if this is what it is. And I sat down and got down on my knees by my bed. I was on the phone with this guy, and got down on the knees by my bed, and I just started praying, Lord, I'm just doing what this guy told me to do. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, I need you just in this moment, like right now, I need you to reveal to me. And he said to me, didn't I already tell you what to do? And so it took me like three minutes. I got back up. I called the guy back. He's like, wow, that didn't take long. I said, God already been telling me for the last three years. And my question is, do I want to have faith in what God told me? Or do I want to trust what this other human being might be saying? Because to be honest with you, the project that we are embarking on is a little bit out of our reach that's right but we can we could make excuses we can make excuses you see we're going to three services we're going to three services we don't want to go to three services just to be honest with you I don't want to preach three services I'm tired after two I'm tired after one and a half I get tired Sunday morning showing up the, the band, they got to they they stretch some more. Our volunteers, they got to stretch some more. And to be honest with you, we hope that this is a short period of time. Our plan is not to go three services long-term. It's exhausting. But we know that God's called us to, so we have to be willing to sacrifice, right? Yeah, right. Hey, hey, band, you got to be willing to sacrifice. Right. Yep. Children's mystery volunteers, you got to be willing to sacrifice. Welcome team, you got to be willing to sacrifice. Those of you who aren't serving, you gotta be. You gotta be willing to sacrifice. I'm. I'm not trying to get up in your grill. But if we're gonna love other people, it always involves sacrifice. There'll always be obstacles, right? Because we could say, well, let's be honest. The economy doesn't seem to be going the right direction. Probably in a year from now, it won't be the same, right? You realize there's an election coming up. Like all hell's gonna break loose. But what I love about that, to be honest with you, is I believe that's when God shows up the most, right? David and Goliath. It didn't make sense, but the impossible happened in the midst of difficulties. And what, here's what I believe. If we're willing to sacrifice and we're willing to believe God for the things that seem impossible, I believe God will show up. And then what will happen is people say, we'll be able to stand up here. I'll be able to stand up here. You'll be able to say, we don't know how God, we don't know how that happened, but we know God showed up. Last thing is this, we need to let Jesus deal with their heart. Okay, we, we bring people to Jesus. We do everything we possibly can to bring people to Jesus. I didn't say bring people to church. I said bring people to Jesus. Now, if bringing them to church is a part of it, oh, great. That's why we're going to three services, because we want to make more space for people to, to hear about Jesus. But you should be having a spiritual conversation with them before you get here. Right? So if you're here and you just got invited this morning, there's a reason why you've been invited. Because this person wants you to know about Jesus. And so we need to let Jesus deal with her heart, right? As parents, we like control. We like to control our kids. And at some point along that parenting journey, you have to start to let go of those kids. And they have to start to make their own decisions. And a lot of times those decisions won't, won't be decisions that you thought they should have made. And if you try to control them, most of the time what will happen is they'll only push you further and further away. And there'll come a time where all of a sudden now you have absolutely no control and you have to trust Jesus for what's next. And so, we have too many times we want to be the ones who deal with the heart of a person. Listen, listen to what Jesus did, okay? He, they show up. They, they knew that if they just got their friend in front of Jesus, that he would heal them. He would heal him. Well, guess what Jesus says first? Friend, your sins are forgiven. Wait a minute. Jesus, we didn't bring him in here because of his sins we brought him in here because he was paralyzed. We want him to be able to walk. And Jesus says, hey, buddy, your, your sins are forgiven. You know what that says to me is that Jesus dealt with his heart before he dealt with his physical condition. And that's why I love. Hey, Jesus, get, get, listen, listen to me. Jesus already knows more than you. And sometimes we just got to shut up and let Jesus deal with their heart. Now, do I believe that sometimes it's biblically also happened in reverse where Jesus has dealt with a person's physical condition and then dealt with their heart. That's happened as well. But let's be honest, Jesus cares more about a person's heart than he cares about their physical condition. And that's what I love about the twist in this thing. Because he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Can you imagine being the one laying down on the mat? Well, hey, Jesus, I just wanted to get up and walk. But he says, nah, man, there's something bigger going on here because there's something in your heart that's not right. You see, Jesus wants to deal with the transformation of our heart before he deals with the transformation of our body. Because what if the transformation of the body never happens? Jesus didn't heal everybody, right? We, we have the highlight reels of the scripture, but I can only imagine that there were people that Jesus walked by that he didn't heal. I mean, it wasn't like Jesus just walked down the street. Heal, 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 heal. Because he already knew everything about everybody. And to be honest with you, they were a broken society just like we're a broken society. If Jesus were to come in here, he'd be like have to heal all of us. Because we're all broken in some form or fashion. And what we know about the scriptures that we get the highlight real, could Jesus have healed everybody? Absolutely. He could have just bump, 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 bump. But he dealt with people's heart, first and foremost. It's not our place to change people. Now, the cool thing is Jesus said after, hey, your sins are forgiven. Then he said, hey, hey, buddy, get up and walk. And then what I love is Jesus dealt with the religious leaders. Jesus dealt with the religious leaders. Because, like, I think there was probably this thought in Jesus' mind. What good was it if the man had two whole legs, yet he walked right into hell? And and then Jesus deals with religious people. You see, because religious people were judging him. They said, who are you? Who are you to forgive his sins? And Jesus says, uh, hey guys, is it easier for me to forgive his sins or to tell him to get up and walk? We were, we were studying this as a, as a staff earlier this week. We try and take some time, our staff me on Monday to talk about what, what I'm gonna be preaching on Sundays. And one of the staff members made this comment this question. Are you a friend or are you a Pharisee? Are you a friend who says, man, I know that this Jesus, if I can just get, if I can just get him to Jesus, he'll heal him. Or do we stand back and judge the heart of a person? Are you a friend or are you a Pharisee? And the last thing I want to say is this, and I want to generalize it this morning for the church, is that this, the church should shine the brightest in the darkest of times. It's about what we should be known for, not what we should be known that we're against. We should be known for truth, first and foremost, that we believe the Word of God, that we trust the Word of God, that we trust God to transform form the heart of a person. We should be known for the love that Christ showed us on the cross and care that much to get every friend and every neighbor and every family member that we possibly can, as God gives us opportunity to share Jesus and bring them to Jesus, if at all possible. And then we trust God to transform their heart. Let's be a church that shines in the darkest of times. I wish I could sit here, you know, and and tell you, man, the next year and a half, it's just going to be glorious. It's going to be awesome. But what I do know to be true is that God's going to show up. That he's present. And that even in the darkest of times, it's when the church has the ability to shine the brightest. And that's what I'm believing. And that's what I'm hoping. And that's what I'm praying. I was here this morning and I was... uh, just thinking about the service this morning the Lord gave me two words that I want to give to you and I said this at the beginning is that those two words are this bold prayers bold prayers what is it that God wants to do Who is that person that God may be revealing to you that you gotta start praying bold prayers for and believing God wants to transform their heart? What is that bold prayer, that personally, that you're trying, maybe it's financial, maybe it is your talent, maybe it is your time See, a few weeks ago, we had uh, had a bunch of you guys just fill out probably some pretty bold prayers. And to be honest with you, I've only seen a few of them answered that I know of. Are you still praying bold prayers? Are you still trusting God for the impossible? And so let's take a moment just close your eyes with me for just a moment this this past week uh, we took Allie to Raleigh and found out that Allie's cancer has been growing in her in her liver and so God's brought us to this place where we have to trust him even more Everything's been pretty stable to this point, but we have to trust God in this moment. God, we asked you to heal her, but he didn't do it. That doesn't mean he's not at work. It doesn't mean that he can't heal her. Maybe he wanted us to see it so we could see what he's about to do. And so our bold prayer this morning is that God would, he would heal our daughter. What about you? What about your marriage? What about your kids? What about your finances? What about your work? What are you praying? What bold prayer are you praying this morning? And are you willing to sacrifice for what and be obedient to the very thing that God is asking you to do? Pray that bold prayer right now. Right now, I want you to pray it out loud. Don't, you don't have to pray it out loud. You can pray it out loud if you want to. What's that bold prayer? Maybe it's a moment of repentance. Maybe it's a moment of confession. God, I pray, I know that you're hearing every prayer right now. And I trust, God, that you can do what only you can do. And God, even if you don't do what we ask of you, we know that your plan and your purpose is even greater. But God, I know that you hear the prayers of your people. And God, I pray that this would be a moment where we're willing to sacrifice our convenience. We're willing to sacrifice our comfort and trust you. Help us to carry people to Jesus. for who you are. May you have all the glory and honor this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So you stand with me. We're gonna, we're gonna sing a song, Firm Foundation. As believers, let's build a foundation on who Christ is and what He's done. Let's trust Him for the impossible and willing to sacrifice for others. And if you want to use this as a time just to commit some thanks to the Lord, if you want to come down front, you can come down front. If you want to kneel down at your chair, you can kneel down at your chair. If you want to come down front and kneel down at the stage, We're going to sing this song. And at the end, our our prayer team will come up here. And if there's something maybe you need to pray about, we want to encourage you to come before you leave and have one of our prayer team members pray for you. Let's sing together our firm foundation.